Very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up this time, you've seen more businesses being called out for so-called greenwashing, so how can you avoid falling into the same trap? Or is it best to say nothing about the green credentials of your business? Keep listening and we'll explain all that you need to know about this increasingly important subject. You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. This week we're talking about the environment and in particular greenwashing. Many businesses are getting themselves a poor reputation for the practice. How can you avoid falling into the same trap? Or is it best to simply say nothing about the green credentials of your business? So what is greenwashing? Well, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, to greenwash is to make people believe that your company is doing more to protect the environment than it really is. The truth of the matter, however, is that around 40% of green claims are thought to be utter hogwash. So why are they doing it? Well, the most obvious reason is to sell more products and improve a business's profile. Phrases like eco or recyclable appeal to increasingly eco-savvy customers. Even the colour of the packaging can sway people and many will pay a premium for such products. YouGov research in 2021 found that the purchase decisions of 52% of UK adults were influenced by a brand's eco-credentials. And that figure is only likely to increase. But not all greenwashing is intentional. Some companies have made claims on issues that were either poorly understood or for which they couldn't provide enough evidence. They made claims at a time that they thought they could get away with. This doesn't mean that they got off lightly, however. So how is this matter policed? Well, there are two main bodies that regulate green claims, the Advertising Standards Authority ASA, and the Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA. The ASA gives slaps on the wrists and bans adverts, while the CMA has bigger sticks with which to hit companies which fall foul of its rules on green claims. The government is keen to give the CMA greater powers to impose sanctions on businesses found to be in breach of consumer protection laws, with fines of up to 10% of global annual turnover for, for those found guilty of greenwashing. So what can you do to avoid trouble and keep your business squeaky clean? Well, both the ASA and CMA are paying more attention than ever to the environmental claims brands make. Their focus is on the big companies. The CMA is targeting fashion first, then it's going for the food sector. But it's worth understanding how best to stay on the right side of the rules. Now, we think the best place to do this is by starting with the green claims code just enter 
uh, it into your search engine of choice and you'll quickly find it and it's free to download. The golden rules are that you must ensure that claims are truthful, accurate, clear and unambiguous. Don't hide or omit important information. Compare goods or services in a fair and meaningful way. Consider the full life cycle of the product or service and are substantiated. But there's a but, isn't there always? The code isn't that clear and some lawyers feel that there is very little safe space these days to make any claims. This has seen some companies shut up on sustainability altogether, which is called green hushing. Tesco was told off by the ASA for ads claiming its plant burgers were better for the planet. Plants are generally lower carbon than meat, but Tesco couldn't substantiate the claims because it hadn't completed life cycle assessments of its products versus the meatier ones. So our advice is to play it safe and avoid terms like eco and ensure that any green claim you make is backed up with hard evidence. You can still make such claims, but be transparent. Customers don't expect you to be perfect, but they do expect honesty. So what can you take away from all of this? Well, green claims can attract customers, but there are more reputational and regulatory risks than ever from making dubious claims. Make sure you back them up with hard evidence and by adhering to the new guidance in the Green Claims Code. Anyway, we hope that you found this advice and information helpful and that you're able to promote your green credentials in a legally safe way. Can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back again very soon with even more insightful advice that you can apply to your business on a daily basis. But for now, thanks for sharing your time with us and goodbye. You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Music